guys, what is up? My name is Abby Murphy and welcome back to the That's Life podcast where we talk about the transitions of life and how to navigate it through a Christian lens. I am so happy that you're here and you did not stumble across this podcast. You were supposed to be here for a reason and I'm so happy that you are. I'm Abby Murphy. Like I said before, I'm 19 years old. I go to Belmont University. I'm a sophomore BFA musical theater major, but more importantly, I am a Christian first. Um, and my identity is found in Christ. I do, and everything I do, it's based off the Lord by the word. Um, my my life goal is to spread the gospel in any way possible. And if you listened to last week's podcast episode, please don't let that scar you because I am not that emotional all the time, only sometimes. Anyways, I'm so glad that you decided to return if you're returning. And if this is your first time, don't run away please don't run away because it's fun here it's safe here we're having a fun little time today is the first episode of a new season uh for the month i like to call faith and fitness i'm going to be doing four episodes on it it got prolonged it was supposed to be last week but i was just a little emotional wreck last week so i had to talk about that instead but this week has just been on an uphill spiral and it's been awesome. So I'm so excited that I'm back and better than ever and just living out my life. So usually I start these uh, episodes with updates about my life, but I feel like I want to change it up. And so instead for like the intro, I'm going to play a little game. So the game that I looked up to play today is 10 Christian would you rather questions. Now it won't always be like, oh, the Bible or oh, like maybe it'll be Halloween. Maybe it'll be whatever. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll be this or that. Maybe it'll be truth or dare. Maybe it'll be sing a song. I don't know what it'll be, but today this is what I was feeling. So Question number one on youthworkinit.com has 10 Christian would you rather questions. Number one, would you rather have seen the Red Sea being parted or Jesus walking on water? Um, I think Jesus walking on water just because to be able to see Jesus, like what? I mean, like Red Sea would be cool and all, but Jesus walking on water? Anyways, enough said. Number two, know what type of fruit Adam and Eve ate or know what Jesus wrote in the sand when people wanted to stone the lady who committed adultery. Um, definitely again, see what Jesus wrote in the sand. I don't know. A fruit is a fruit to me. It's like, whatever. Plus, I feel like if I knew the fruit, I would just never eat that fruit again. And I eat like all kinds of fruit, except for like exotic fruits because I live in Tennessee, but whatever. So, I mean, I guess if it was like a dragon fruit or something or like an aloe vera plant, I don't even know if that's a fruit. I guess that's like a herb. No, not an herb, like a, I don't know, whatever. It's a lotion. Number three, would you rather have dinner with Moses or Paul? Probably, ooh, probably Paul, just because I feel like he had more of a change. Um, Moses, I mean, Moses did too, but I just feel like, I could relate to Paul maybe a little bit more and just like really being passionate about spreading the gospel and Moses, Moses, not Moses wasn't, Moses wasn't like not passionate about it, but he like, it was so strongly, uh, not prioritized. It was very heavily emphasized in the Bible that Paul was so passionate about spreading the gospel. So yeah, probably Paul. Number four, would you be, would you rather be able to feed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish or heal someone's blindness? 
Oh, both, all of the above. I don't know. This is going to be, okay, if I have any listeners that are blind, I don't want to hurt your feelings. But I feel like if I could feed people with, like, feed 5,000 people, I don't know. But it's also not, like, the amount of people. I don't know. I'm going to get canceled either way. Probably feed people just because it's world hunger. Okay, number five. Spend one hour in heaven or one week with Jesus on earth. Oh, probably one week with Jesus on earth just because it's not my time yet. You know, when it's my time, it's my time. But I feel like it'd be fun to spend time with Jesus on earth and see, like, hear what he truly thinks about everything here on earth. Like, I mean, the Bible tells us a lot, but like hearing it, well, I guess the Bible is... It's God-breathed, so it is the word of God. But I guess just audibly hearing it would be kind of cool. Yeah, definitely that. Number six, would you rather have a plague of boils or a plague of water that turned into blood? Definitely water. I could could survive on Gatorade. I'd be fine. Um, I could survive with orange juice. I could bathe in, uh, I guess... uh, I don't want to bathe in blood. I just wouldn't bathe, I guess. I'd just be stanky. Yeah. I I don't think I could survive with boils. I would go crazy. Number seven. Would you rather be thrown into a furnace or a lion's den? Lion's den. The, the thought of, like, burning alive just... Ugh. But lion's den, I could, like, run for a little bit. And I feel like it's a faster, like... Like, if he eats you, he's going straight for the head. You know what I mean? Like gone easy quick done but like fire is like slow i feel like you get hot and then it's like i mean i wouldn't know but just my guess number eight would you rather eat like daniel which is vegetables only or elijah and the widow which is bread only um definitely bread i am a carb girl and i could i basically do just eat bread well i guess if oats count as bread it's like a carb I don't know, but if it's like strictly just bread, I feel like there's a lot you can do. Actually, no, vegetables. I change it, vegetables. Because you could do like cauliflower rice. And today, like there's so many like plant proteins. Yeah, okay, vegetables. Change my answer. Yeah, and like potatoes are carbs. Okay, yeah, I changed my answer. Um, Vegetables. Number nine, live as long as Methuselah, which is 969 years old, or Jesus, which is 33. Oh... I don't know. Um, ugh, I don't like this question. 33 seems so young, but like 969? Like, I don't know if I want to be on Earth that long. I mean, I think it's only human of me to say 969 because like all I've ever known is living on Earth. But I know heaven is so much better. But like, I don't want to go if he doesn't want me to go. But I guess if he's like, you get to choose... Honestly, probably 969. Like, Earth is fun. I know heaven is better, but if I get to choose, make a long life, I guess. Tell more people about Jesus and accomplish more goals. And I mean, I could, like, with that, like, life, I would still be, like, a fetus, I feel like, at 20 years old. Like, yeah, I could be doing a lot. If your body, like, still shuts down the same way that it does, like, in normal time, though, like, if, like, I start getting old at, like, 
whatever age you start getting old at. Like if everything's still the same, then I would say 33. But if everything is kind of prolonged because I live so long. So like when I'm 100, I'm still like kicking it. Uh, then I would do that. Anyways, that's too technical. Number 10, last one. Would you rather have the strength of Samson or the wisdom of Solomon? I would rather have the wisdom of Solomon because strength feels a little more uh, like a come and go kind of thing. But I feel like when you have wisdom, it's you're wise <laughs> pretty much. That's how that works, Abby. Awesome. Um, but speaking of strength, we're going to dive right into it today. We're going to focus on just faith versus fitness. So kind of like a brief intro and getting really technical with the two terms, faith versus fitness, and how a lot of people think that, you know, including me, have thought that those two things are very separated, but they're actually the same. And working out can be an act of worship. And it sounds kind of crazy, but it's true. So let's go ahead and open up in prayer. Um, if you've never prayed before, feel free to just close your eyes, keep your eyes open. You can uh, hold your hands out, close your hands. Um, we're just going to talk to the Lord and and uh, let him know that we're here and we are calling upon his presence today. Dear Lord, thank you so much for allowing me to be rejuvenated, come on this podcast, and be passionate about what I'm going to speak about today. Please fill my soul with your words and speak what you want me to share with the listener. Please be with the listener and help this touch them. Um, even if they're not struggling or not super into the athletic scene, help this um, touch them in some way, whether they're struggling or in, in a good season. Um, and so we praise you for the good seasons and we uh, pray for your help and your comfort in the hard ones. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. So faith versus fitness. I love that this has come at this time because I went to church a couple Sundays back and John Mark Comer came and spoke at our church. If you don't know John Mark Comer, he wrote uh, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. He wrote a bunch of other books too, but that's the one that I read by him. I've listened to many sermons by him, many podcasts. He's a really, really awesome guy. Um, I mean, I don't know him personally, but you know, He's an awesome guy. So he spoke all about faith. And I wanted to share um, some things that he said because it, it really put things into perspective for me. Um, and so if you hear pages flipping like this, it's because I am uh, finding what I wrote down. Um, but he, one thing that he said, which I really appreciated, I'm trying to find it. Okay. Um, First, we have to look at what is faith, right? And John Mark Comer said, faith is spelled R-I-S-K, which is risk. Because faith is not a Christian thing. Faith is a human thing. Faith is having belief in something you can't see, which is risky. And what he's getting at is, you know, like, we, we term, we see this term faith and we think of it as like, a, oh yeah, that's the Christian way. But like you have faith in what you believe in. Like if I believe that this boy is going to ask me out, then like, you know, that, that doesn't really have anything to do with like worshiping the Lord. Um, if I have faith in myself that I'm gonna go ace this test, that doesn't really have anything to do. You know, you know what I'm saying? So faith isn't like this Christian term. It's a it's a worldly thing. Like it's not a Christian thing. It's, it's a thing of the world. And that kind of put things into perspective for me. Um, that faith is an, is an action. 
You know, faith is, is something that you grow in over time. Um, you have to build up that trust. It's not something that you have or you don't have. Like you work at faith in order to have it. And so once we have this faith as Christians, we say, okay, I'm putting this faith in the Lord. Um, and so when you put your faith into something, you are trusting that thing. Just as if we parallel this to fitness and we look at, okay, well, what is fitness? Fitness is something that you work at over a long period of time and then you start to trust the process. It's the same thing. Growing faith and growing fitness are very, very similar um, parallels. Something you grow in over time and you learn to trust the process. Uh, And I think that's something that's like, I don't know. It's it's just funny how those two parallels kind of like really, really sync up. Um, and so, yeah, the, the verse that I have is first Timothy, uh, four, eight physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better promising benefits in this life and the life to come. If faith as an action is all we have, but we're not putting it in anything, it's meaningless. Just as if fitness is the action that we desire, but we don't actually apply it. We don't actually go through the steps of it. It's pointless. You know, I can sit here and be like, oh yeah, I'm really gonna go, like I really wanna go to the gym and I really wanna get fit. Okay, if I keep saying that and saying that, that doesn't make me fit. I actually have to follow through with those actions. I actually have to apply that. It's the same as having faith in the Lord. If I say, oh, like I have faith in the Lord, I have faith in the Lord, but I'm not actively doing anything to show the Lord that I'm putting my trust in him, to show the Lord that I'm putting my faith in him, to walk the walk, not just talk the talk, it's meaningless. And I know that's kind of a harsh statement, but it's true. Um, and so what does this look like in me, in the means of you know, working out. I'd say working out can be an act of worship. Like, what does this look like? I mean, practically speaking, there are many ways that you can practice this. Um, Practically, you can listen to Christian podcasts. Like, I go on runs all the time and listen to my Christian podcasts, Christian music. Um, I feel like there's definitely a difference in working out and listening listening to words with, like, just constant F-bombs and talking about doing things to men or women or, you know, just very vulgar songs. Now, I'm not saying these songs are awful and that you're sinning when you're listening to these songs. I believe that everyone is convicted in a different way, but I do believe that those songs aren't an act of worship. And if you are really serious about your faith and applying that to your fitness and making everything that you do an act of worship to the Lord, then I do believe that you can you can find Christian music that fit with the beat of that R&B song um, that is secular and of this world. Um, Another practical thing you can do is, you know, in between sets, if you are working out, dumbbell pressing, uh, squatting, you know, whatever, we take, as athletes, we take time to rest in between those sets, in between lifting weights. We take time to replenish. Usually it's like one to two minutes, you know, that's like what I strive for. If you're powerlifting, you take a lot longer because you have to use a lot more energy. You could, I mean, you could do something really bold and like bring a book. 
Um, I mean, bring the Bible if you want to, but there are so many books out there that are written by Christian authors that you could read in between sets. Um, you could have Bible verses on your phone that you go look at. You could pray in between your sets and really, really be mindful about it. Um, you know, you have your headphones on, no one's going to disturb you. Just, just pray. I mean, even if you don't want to listen to music, you can still have your headphones on and that shows like, Hey, yeah, I'm in my own little world right now. Um, what my mom, my mom sends us devotionals every morning and I usually work out in the morning. And so what I like to do is in between sets, I go on and I read those devotionals um, instead of scrolling on Instagram or instead of, you know, doing whatever. You can find those little apps. You can go on the Bible app. You can uh, try to memorize a verse while you're at the gym. Um, Now, these are very, very, uh, not even bold, but just a very big change in the scene of working out. Um, And you don't have to go this crazy with it. If you want to, great. I I say the crazier you can get with worshiping in the gym, the better. There have been times where I listen to music and I'm just jumping up and down, like legitimately jumping up and down to a worship song and just going crazy. Um, And then there are other times where I just kind of like sit. I really try to stay off of my phone though uh, because you know, I, I feel like it's my time to just think. And even if I'm thinking, um, if I invite Jesus into those thoughts, that is considered an act of prayer because we are having a open communication between the two of us. I feel like prayer is so misconstructed and saying like, it has to be dear Jesus. This is this, and this is this, and I need this. And thank you for this. Amen. Prayer is just speaking to the father. And yes, we want to come to him knowing that he is at this place of authority and and he is the god of heaven's armies he is the king of kings the lord of lords he is at this very high place of authority um but i i i feel that a relationship with jesus is that balance between yes you are in an authoritative uh place in in my in a relationship that i have with you you are higher than me but you want me to come to you and talk to you openly um like family because he is our father. Uh, So with that being said, I think working out in general, not practically speaking with different things that you could apply, I think just in general, the idea of working out can be filled with pride and very, uh, working out in vain is something that has become so common and I catch myself doing all the time. Constantly looking at myself in the mirror, seeing what my body looks like, gaining muscles because I want to look better, not because I want to feel stronger. Um, It's very, very hard to not get caught up in this world of, oh, I'm gaining muscle and I'm looking better, so I want to keep going. Um, Because that's when you start idolizing yourself and you start idolizing what the gym is bringing you rather than what the gym is doing to keep your body healthy. Because the Lord created our bodies and so our bodies belong to the Lord. And the moment that we take that, uh, to ourselves and say, Oh, well, this is mine. And this is my, in this life, nothing is ours. And I like to go into working out with thinking, I am going to do this because I am making my body better 
for what the Lord has prepared for me. Our body is a temple. We want to keep up with it. Um, think of a nice building. You wash it, you clean it. That's why we shower. That's why we brush our teeth. That's why we take care of ourselves. We want to look presentable. Um, when we go to nice things, we want to look good. It's the same way with feeling good. Um, now, some people train for aesthetics. Some people train for health. Whatever your reasons are training for, fine. But if you don't keep the Lord as the sole purpose of why you are beginning that training process, you're not going to feel confident in yourself because you don't have true everlasting confidence. You have confidence in things that won't last forever because let me tell you, we get old, our metabolisms change, what we eat changes, um, growing up changes, our bodies are going to change forever, but the confidence that we gain from the Lord is what's really going to matter. So the moment that you have that confidence first is your foundation will spew and, and start that confidence when you are at the gym. So whether you're working out for aesthetics or just for like overall health in general, whatever that is, I urge you to not work out and saying, I want to do this to look better. Um, I want to do this so that I have the best body. I want to, and these are all things that I have said at some point or another. Um, I want to do this so when I look in the mirror, I am the most jacked or the most whatever or the blah, blah, blah. There's nothing wrong with having confidence and saying, I want to work out to look good. If you want to feel confident, like you want to feel confident. Um, but I feel like I've come to this place where it's like, I work out to feel good and to look healthy, not for myself, but because the Lord has blessed me with this body that is able to do things. And I'm so thankful for that, that I get to do these cool things. I want to keep up with that. I want to keep up with my health because the Lord has blessed me with it. The Lord has allowed me the gift to be able to walk, so I'm going to run. The Lord has been uh, blessed me with being able to lift weights, so I want to get stronger because you know, until the day where I can't do that, I want to be able to do it because how crazy amazing is it that our bodies get to do this? Um, and even that in itself is like, thank you, Jesus. And that's praising him. That's worshiping him. And that's is, is how you get into a cycle of going to the gym and having it be an act of worship because worship is praising thinking. It's, it's not just singing songs. It's going through your life. Worship is an all day, every day kind of thing. Um, heart posture is, something that I really like to touch on and it's, you know, having that, that heart posture of just aligning your mind and aligning your body to say, this is what I'm doing and how and why am I doing this for the Lord? Like how, how am I prioritizing the Lord in this action that I'm doing? And, and having your soul be motivated out of your faith rather than motivated out of looks which don't last or even like just the action itself of going to the gym which won't always last like sometimes you can't always get to the gym and if you can't get to the gym that day are you gonna let it ruin your day I mean there are so many conversations that I've had with people and so many conversations where I've been this person where you know you go to the gym and and automatically you just have a hard day because you have a bad workout um and I feel like letting that dictate your entire day is idolizing the gym. And I've been in places where all I think about is the gym. Like that day, all I think about is getting to the gym. I need to go to the gym. I need to go to the gym. I need to go to the gym. If I spent the amount of time thinking about Jesus as I did trying to get myself to the gym and 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 beating myself up when I didn't hit new PRs or um, 
you know, dragging myself down because I didn't look good one day and I felt better the day before. Like if I spent the amount of time worshiping, talking to the Lord, listening to music as I did with all of those thoughts that are centered around my looks in the gym, heck, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's crazy when you think about, you know, we're told like, oh, spend the amount of time in the word as you do on social media. But I mean, when you think about all the other things that you think about regarding yourself and even fitness, fitness is something that all of us as humans bond over, whether we go to the gym or not. I feel like everyone in their life at some point or another has been, has told themselves, I want to get to the gym. Like, the person listening, have you ever gone through a new year's resolution in your entire life where at least one year you were like, I'm going to start going to the gym. You know what I mean? And if you're younger, maybe not, but I feel like in our lifespan, at least one new year's resolution in all your years of living has been, Oh, I want to get healthy. I want to start going to the gym. That's something we can all bond over. It's like food. We all bond over meals. We can all bond over in some way or another wanting to go to the gym because it's something that being healthy is something that's desirable and that's a good desire to have. We want to be healthy, but when you start idolizing that and when you start um, using looks as your definition of healthy, that's when it can get scary. Um, That's when you become prideful and that's when you start beating yourself up when your body doesn't fit your standards anymore because I feel like it's so easy for us to have these goals. We have physique goals, we have weight goals, we have athletic goals, endurance goals, we have, you know, pounds of however much you want to lift. We have different kind of exercises and goals in each of those exercises. Don't hear what I'm not saying. It's great to have goals. The Lord wants you to have goals. The Lord has given us a desire to want to work. As humans, we want to work. We want to work out. We want to be healthy. These are all great things, but you have to realize that once you reach that goal, you're already going to be thinking of the next goal. So if you don't appreciate yourself until you get to that quote unquote goal, you're never going to appreciate yourself because the goal is never going to be enough. Because think about it. If you, if I say, oh, I want to be able to run five miles in 45 minutes. And then once I run five miles in 45 minutes, I automatically am like, oh, I can do it in 42. Oh, I can do it in 41. Oh, I can celebrate your victories, make goals for yourself, but don't define your worth and your identity in those goals. For so long, like even the beginning of my first year of college, I was known as the runner and I had never been known as the runner because when you go into a new environment, people notice things that you like, notice things about you and they start making those traits about you. And so first semester, I was known as the runner, you know, because I'm in this musical theater world. I enjoy fitness more than the average musical theater person, I would say. Now, not all people, but majority of music people music is their main thing and for me fitness is one of my main things and you know everybody has many main things but I really really prioritize my fitness which I'm proud of and I love and I've really come a long way with it and I believe that everything that has um, happened in my past has shaped who I am today and I really have a deep appreciation for fitness however last uh fall yeah so a year ago around this time I was known as a runner and everyone was like, oh, Abby's running, Abby's running, Abby's running. And I put this identity on myself that like, oh, I'm the runner, so I have to run. I have to run more. I have to run more because I have to live up to these standards that other people are setting for me. 
And I eventually burned out because I I had this expectation that people had of me and I placed it in my head. And then finally, when I got burned out, I said to myself, like, why do I have to live up to other people's standards? And, And it's not even a bad standard. It's just people being people. It wasn't anything bad. They weren't saying anything bad, but I was just placing this pressure on myself and finding my identity and running rather than the Lord. And that caused me to burn out and become depressed and say, if I slack off one day or if I don't do this one day, then I don't know who I am anymore. I am not the same Abby. I'm not who I'm made to be. And that's not true at all we have to remember that before we're athletes before we are gym rats before we are runners before we are any of these athletic things and even if you aren't athletic before you are whatever you are before you are whatever occupation you have whatever you're studying in school whatever you aren't studying in school we are Christians and the reason we are able to do all of the other stuff is because we have faith in the Lord and so second semester I started being known as the Jesus girl because that's where my priorities led. And I finally realized I don't find my identity in running. I find my identity in myself and, or not in myself. I find my identity in the Lord and now myself can, as I use that fuel from the Lord, start running again because it is something I really love and I really enjoy, but I idolize it. And it's very, very easy for something you love and something you enjoy, um, to be idolized in a way that you think it's good because working out is good for you, right? But everything in moderation, the moment that something begins to take over your life in an unhealthy way, it becomes an idol. And for so long, I hid behind that. And I was like, well, working out's good for you, so I don't have a problem. And you know, blah, 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 blah. I was working out way too much and idolizing it way too much and putting my faith in my workouts to a point to where if I missed a workout, I didn't know who I was. And that's a really scary place to be in. So if this is you right now, I urge you, take a step back. And it's uncomfy and it's not fun, but it is needed for your faith and who you are and finding yourself in Christ. So I would say just to recap everything, I would say find practically how you can use uh, working out as an act of worship. And if you need a reason to go to the gym and you need motivation to go to the gym, let that be your motivation. Say, the Lord has given me this body. I'm going to use the gifts that he has given me in this body that I am given, and I'm going to glorify him and say, Lord, you gave me working legs, so I'm going to use them. I'm going to use them and strengthen them so that I'm able to go speak to people and go tell people your word. Find practical ways, listen to music, listen to podcasts, make playlists, get yourself motivated in that way. Find devotionals, um, find like online coloring pages. I don't know. Get a book. Find something. Find something. Even if it's just praying before, it doesn't even actively have to be during your workout, but even just praying before, praying after, praying during, you'll find that just speaking to the Lord, even saying little short prayers here and there. Hey Lord, I'm about to start my next set. Uh, you know, letting him know, having that relationship. I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how, you know, it was this guy and he was like, yeah, I text my wife, but I never, I never text her like, hey, how have you been? Because we're constantly talking. You know, I'm constantly telling her, hey, I'm doing this now. Hey, what do you think about this? Hey, I saw this. It's the same way with the Lord. And when we start having that attitude about prayer and speaking to the Lord, it becomes a lot easier and a lot closer and a lot tighter of a connection. And just paralleling the everything that I've been talking about, I would say rather than working out in vain, um, use that health that we have and 
use it. I keep saying like spur, I guess spur, or like have that be the motivation to go out and live rather than working out uh, to be able to look good while you live, be able to work out in order to enjoy the life that you have and say, I have this body that does these awesome things. Let me live with that and let me enjoy that um, because we never know what will happen in the future. Um, I would say looks are not anything compared to your health. Taking care of your body is of number one importance, whether that's going to the gym or whether that's taking a rest day. And then um, I would just say pride and idolizing yourself. Keep that in mind, even when you're looking at yourself in the mirror, whether you're tearing yourself down or building yourself up, say, where is that coming from? Um, again, it's not a bad thing to have goals and it's not a bad thing to uh, even take constructive criticism in wanting to get better for the right reasons. Um, but picking yourself apart that is thoughts of the devil and that is believing the lies that he's telling you um and on the opposite end looking at yourself and and building yourself up and oh i look good oh look at this again confidence is great but it has to it has to be that heart posture of where are these things that i'm saying about myself coming from because i i can be confident and say wow i really feel strong and i look good today but the moment that you say oh my gosh look at me look at me i look so good like everybody blah, blah, blah. There's the two very different um, motivations behind that. The Lord wants us to be confident, but he wants us to be confident in him. Um, I'm beautifully and wonderfully created by the Lord, and he has blessed me to be able to use my body, and I'm going to use it, and I am strong. I know I'm strong, and he's allowed me to be strong. But if that's taken away from me, I still know who I am, and life goes on, and I'll be okay. Yeah, it'll be hard if something in my health doesn't um, remain how it is right now, but in all honesty, it's not going to, whether that comes with age or whether that comes with something that happens in my life. And so I know when I have the foundation of the Lord, I place my faith in Jesus. Um, he is the anchor in, in, in all of it. He's the foundation. He is the security blanket, um, not working out and, and not fitness. Um, fitness is a great thing and a great hobby to have but it's not the thing that defines you. As a Christian, we believe that our identity is found in the Lord. And so whatever you needed to hear in this podcast today, I pray that you take it with you through this week. You take it with you in your next workout because I love you and Jesus loves you and working out is fun. Thank you for listening to the first episode of Faith and Fitness. Come back next week. We're going to talk about food, nutrition, eating, all things around that in the fitness industry um, and how it's kind of been twisted, uh, how we can realign that with the Lord, because there are a lot of things about eating in the Bible that um, we don't usually touch on. So we're going to talk about that next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you. Jesus loves you. And that's life.